Download with DP, a weekly podcast talking about high school and college sports right here in Central Illinois. I'll discuss what I saw in the past week, what's coming up on Channel 1450, and what we're looking forward to. Episode 41 is here. We're closing in on 100 straight weeks of me bringing you the local breakdown on what's going on in Central Illinois sports every single week. This week, we have another very special guest, SHE graduate and current SIUE student, women's basketball starter, Sophie Lois joins me to talk all things college hoops and give an update on her career. We'll get to that shortly, but first, what I saw in the past week last Thursday, got my first look at Glenwood softball, and man, are they impressive. Normal U-High is a great team, and the Titans pick up a huge win and stay undefeated. Cassie Feld hits two home runs. Vondel Edgar has quite a squad out there in Chatham. On Friday, I got to talk with new Porta basketball head coach Stephen Price. There was no games because of the storms. I hope everyone in Sherman is doing well and they can rebuild quickly. Prayers up for everyone in Sherman and everyone affected by the storms. On Saturday, out in Chatham again, this time for some soccer, and it was an upset. Peoria Notre Dame beats Glenwood, hitting the Titans their first loss of the season and giving Coach Leip some ammo to work with early in the season for a team that hasn't lost very often in the regular season in the past three or four years. Jumping ahead to Monday, Got to see some great college baseball. Lincoln Land rallies to beat Heartland, and they earn a split with them. That's one of the best teams in the nation. Really shows what Coach Riggle's team is capable of this season, if they can put it all together. Monday evening, got to see some CS8 soccer as Springfield High pulls away from Jacksonville in the second half for a big win. On Tuesday, Central State 8 baseball. Two teams that are 4-0 heading into conference play this week, and Rochester dominates. The Rockets get a no-hitter from Jack Sweeney, and they hit three dingers in the first inning. Started by Lance Ingles' absolute bomb. The Rockets start the season very strong. On Wednesday afternoon, I went over to Decatur to see Pleasant Plains baseball take on St. Joe Ogden. The Cardinals get a big 5-3 win over the Spartans in non-conference action, and they are 5-0 to start the season. Okay, so here's what's coming up on Channel 1450 and what we have planned. Thursday night, tonight, Glenwood Baseball at Normal U-High. The Titans won the first game last Thursday in Chatham by a wide margin. They will have Parker Detmers available on Thursday so I'm looking forward to that matchup in normal. I think we will also have highlights of Moroa Baseball at Athens, but that could change. On Friday, Pleasant Plains has a doubleheader at Illinois Wesleyan, so we may sneak up and get some highlights of the Cardinals baseball team again. On Saturday, it's the McBride invite at Southeast for some girls track and a makeup Sagamo soccer game, Williamsville at Pleasant Plains, 10 a.m. on Saturday. Glenwood is at QND Baseball on Saturday and Springfield High is at Auburn Baseball. Jumping ahead to Monday, SHG at Pleasant Plains Soccer. That's a big one. Williamsville at Tri-City Softball. Next Tuesday, a full slate of CS8 and Sagamo Baseball and Softball. U-High is at Rochester Baseball. U-High is at Rochester Softball. Plains is at Moroa Forsyth Baseball. Glenwood is at SHG Softball. SHG is at Glenwood Baseball. Williamsville is at Olympia Softball. And U-High is at Springfield for Soccer. That means Wednesday, Glenwood is at SHG Baseball. Rochester is at U-High for softball and baseball. SHG is at Rochester for soccer. And SHG is at Glenwood for softball. That's a very busy week ahead. And it looks like the weather will be pretty good. Knock on wood. So here's the hoping. Okay, with everything going on, all the talk around women's college basketball, I thought it would be great to have Sophie Lois jump on and discuss her thoughts and where she's at in her college career. Here is a great conversation with Sophie Lois. All right, let's get started. Um, I'm joined this week by Sophie Lois on the podcast to talk about all things basketball because I honestly don't think that there's a better time for 
um, not only college basketball, but women's college basketball. So I thought I would uh, steal some of your time and get some perspective. So um, first of all, let's just start with uh, how, how are you doing here at the beginning of April? I'm doing great. We uh, ended our season um, beginning of March, so we've had a couple weeks off, but we just got started uh, with our spring workouts again, so it's been really fun. So before we talk about your sophomore season and everything that's happening at SIUE, um, I want to start with what happened last weekend. In terms of women's college basketball, is there a better outcome for what you could see happen last weekend? No, the watching those games in the Final Four, the National Championship, that's what you love to see with women's basketball. I mean, Caitlin Clark is a phenomenal player, and she's just so fun to watch. And to see the amount of viewers that those games, like the entire NCAA tournament for women's got, was incredible. Because like, you can see the change in like women's basketball and how much more people are like following. It absolutely took center stage last weekend. I mean, the, the men's Final Four... Um, I mean, there was one great game on Saturday, but in terms of, you know, just the buzz and the, the excitement level, I think there's no question that uh, women's basketball was in the forefront. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think, I mean, personally, I like watching women's basketball better. I might be biased, but <laughs> I think it was a very, very fun weekend to watch. What do you think this does overall for your sport in terms of, you know, just the popularity of it? I think it just shows that, like, Women's basketball is the same as men's. Like, men's has always gotten so many viewers. Like, even in college, like, the amount of people that goes go to men's games, like, rather than going to women's games, it's, like, a huge, like, difference. And so, hopefully, like, seeing this change in, like, women's basketball will hopefully help, like, these mid-major schools, too, and, like, get more fans at, like, our games, too. For, I'd say, the last 10 to 15 years, um, in terms of the men's tournament, it's been... It's been, you know, when the, when the big teams, when the big names get to the Final Four, it's obviously, you know, a, a big event. But when when the mid-majors, when those teams make those runs, it just feels like it's different. For for the women's game, I still feel like they are, it's dominated by the top-heavy teams. Why do you think that is, and do you think that will change, you know, in the next 10 to 15 years? Uh, I think this year was crazy for the men's team. The amount of, like, lower seeds getting to the championship was insane, and I mean, this year, I mean, you had Iowa, who wasn't, what, they were ranked three, right? Yeah, two or three, I think. Two or three, yeah. But, um, I mean, I think the power of fives are always going to have, like, those phenomenal, phenomenal athletes. And, uh, but I also think, like, mid-majors are up and coming. And I think there's definitely going to be, like, changes in the um, falling into the tournaments for sure. Because in the in, you know the way the tur- the tournament's formatted, it's you know single elimination is just crazy to think that you know sixty eight teams have a chance, and you know any given day you can have your best day, they can have their worst day, and and that's what makes March Madness so exciting. Um, but at the same time, it, it gives those teams a chance. Do you feel like that? That's kind of why the the sport is so popular. Oh yeah, I mean any team can win. Underdogs win all the time. I mean. So we went, me and my friends went to the Tennessee Tech versus Indiana women's game, the first, like, uh, the first round. Yeah. And it was at uh, Assembly Hall. And the first half, Tennessee Tech, they're from the OVC. Um, they were in it for the whole entire first half. And Indiana just wasn't having a great first half. And then, obviously, <laughs> Indiana came back. <laughs> one pretty, pretty big. But, I mean, underdogs can win all the time. So it definitely will see more and more, I feel like. When you when you look at Caitlin Clark and what she did 
kind of this year, winning the player of the year and, you know, just becoming kind of the face of women's college basketball and really putting it on the map. Um, How do you think that's going to grow the sport? We love to see what she's doing. I mean, the trash talk and just the, I don't know, she brings like a liveliness to games and like the shooting from a logo. Like that's what you love to see. That's why people, that's why fans watch. And I feel like little, like a lot of little girls look up to her and hopefully, I mean, shoot, we'll have more and more people come through that are just like that. Have you ever seen a shooting performance like LSU had in, in that game, especially the first half? Oh, that was crazy. From the bench, dude. The bench <laughs> players were crazy. And, you know, just to wrap up the, the women's tournament and the women's season, um, I really feel like it's just, you know, it's grown so much that um, w- what can we kind of expect next year in terms of just the attention that it's going to draw? And, and do you think that's going to help um, just the overall game? I think overall, the regular season, hopefully we'll get a lot more viewership, like especially like the bigger, like, Big Ten, you got the Big Twelve. Like, hopefully, those schools will get a lot of viewers. And then, like our games, like whatever low mid majors or mid majors, um, we'll get just more fans just to come and see like how we play. Right. I think that's. I mean, that's obviously what you want, but I don't think anyone expected you know it to grow this much and to get this much attention this year. It went like it grew fast. Like compared to like last year. Like, I feel like this year was, like, huge steps. So, I don't know how much, like, more we're going to see, but I don't know. Because in terms of, you know, like, popularity, I feel like, you know, when when Iowa came to play at Illinois, I mean, obviously there was way more fans, and Illinois pulls off that upset, so that's great for Illinois as a program. Um, But just in general, to have, you know, faces of the sport, you know, coming back to the sport. In college, it's kind of different because, you know, the transfer portal – um, you know, especially on the men's side, people are leaving, going to the pros. But on the women's side, when you have somebody like Caitlin, Caitlin Clark and, you know, have those faces, it's only going to help the, the the whole sport because people are going to come watch those games and, you know, see who's who's next, really. Oh, for sure. And, like, having – so I know, like, for to go, like, pro for women's, you have to be 21, I believe. Yeah. And so that kind of – I mean – a little odd to me but it kind of helps like women's college basketball at least because you have these faces that are going to be staying for like long periods of time so you got like angel reese who's a sophomore she's going to be there two more years at lsu or whatever and then you got caitlin clark a junior she'll be there for one more year i think maybe and <laughs> i don't i don't know who's all declared for the draft and stuff but i think having that it'll, it just like allows faces to stay in like certain whatever schools but also the transfer portals crazy this time of year so i don't know what's going on right i feel like i mean um in terms of men men's basketball the transfer portal is just i mean there's more people in the transfer portal than there is people staying um is that the case for women's college basketball or do you feel like it's not quite there yet oh i think it i think it's 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 there really our team yeah you can see our team we uh we had so we had fifteen players last year, and eight people, I believe, are in the transfer portal. Wow! I know, which is crazy, but like that's happening all over the place. I mean, there's tons of people in the portal right now. I don't know the correct number, but I want to say it's like I don't even know. I can't even put a number to it. Maybe around five hundred for girls, but I don't know. And and you know, clearly there's a reason, and there's benefits to it. Um, but what do you see as the positives and the negatives in terms of the transfer portal? Um, 
some positives I can see like if you're not loving the school in like in all aspects I can see you wanting to leave and maybe finding a better fit for you but the negatives to it I think it's really hard to build a team and like continuously have like a built team chemistry when you have people leaving left and right so there's both positives and negatives to it all but I don't know it's to each their own, I guess. I mean, yeah, individually, you, you have to think about what's best for you. Um, yeah. But, you know, the, the old argument is, you know, times get tough and you got to get tougher or, you know what I mean? And so yeah, there's there's the argument to both sides of it. Um, where do you kind of stand on that in terms of, obviously, you're in a great position and I think you're pretty happy there. But what, you know, what, what would be your thoughts on that? I mean, of course, in college basketball and any sport, there uh, always comes adversity. And, like, for me, I just feel like I've always grown up and, like, you got to fight through it. And, like, no matter what, you just got to do what you can. And if in the, at the end of the day, like, what you're doing, like, even if you're putting your best effort, like, it's still not working, then maybe leave. But at the same time, like, I think you got to, you just got to fight for it, fight, for, fight through the adversity and stuff. All right, so let's talk a little bit about your career so far. Um, you go to SIUE, and as a freshman, I think I looked it up. And did you start, what, three or five games? Yeah, I think they were maybe three to five. Yeah, I don't really remember the right number. But. Okay, so how tough is that as a 18-, 19-year-old to go into a program where you're not the star anymore? You're not, you're not the, the go-to anymore. I mean, it was a big adjustment, becoming more, like, freshman year, I was more of, like, that role player, like, we had a lot of upperclassmen, and uh, it was just a lot of learning, I mean, the game of, like, college basketball is completely different than high school basketball, you gotta, it's so much different, the pace, everything, the defense you're playing against, it's crazy, but coming in, like, as that freshman, it's, it's very scary at the beginning, but then once you get the hang of it, like, it just comes with ease. Was... The mental aspect tougher or the physical aspect tougher? Oh, I'd say probably both. I mean, physical-wise, they're a lot stronger, but I feel like, honestly, I feel like SHG prepared me really well, like, the physicality-wise. Right, the CSA's uh, not easy. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, but the mental aspect, I mean, you're practicing up to three hours a day. You got study hall hours. You got class. Like, it's a lot on your plate when you just came from, like, do like having a set schedule and then coming here like you're on your own you gotta find time to eat I mean that's tough but I feel like I adjusted pretty well how do you mentally adjust to you know just kind of accepting that understanding that okay I'm gonna have to work a lot harder and you know put in the work put in the time and you know to earn that spot and to earn those starting minutes and you know really become a college basketball player I mean, it takes a lot to, like, get in the gym extra and extra because, like I said, those three-hour practices are they're <laughs> hard, but, like, you got to stay after and shoot. And I think this year I really benefited from getting in the gym a lot extra with my coaches and just becoming more confident. And, like, my shot wasn't the best this year, but I still, like, found other ways and, like, became, like, a more versatile player by, like, staying in the gym extra and stuff. So after you wrap up your freshman year, going into your sophomore year, what was the biggest thing that you tried to um, kind of change or adjust to? Um, just so I didn't play a whole lot the first couple games, and then we had some like adversity on the team and like some injuries and stuff. And then I ended up 
like playing a solid amount, like getting up to like 20 minutes, playing like 35. And uh, I mean, just knowing your role, like at the beginning of the year, like my role maybe wasn't to score, but then once like people got hurt, like I had to like fill that role. And uh, I, I know we didn't have like a tremendous season this year, but with, it had like a lot of learning and we're still building our team. So in terms of offense, you've always been great at that. How how much did you have to grow defensively, and what did you learn defensively at the college level? Uh, defense, it's a lot. You gotta you gotta work on it a lot more here. Our practices are a lot uh, focused on defense, and I mean, so we played Louisville this year, and my job was to face guard Haley Van Lith for uh, <laughs> <laughs> like the first quarter. We did it, and then their other girls started getting hot so we went more to like a zone but I mean the players you're playing against are tremendous so like just you gotta work on your foot speed you gotta work on angles and just the physicality of it you just gotta work on what was the coolest place you played at this year um I would say Iowa State the fans were incredible like the atmosphere was just great um the gym was cool, and there were tons of fans there. But I definitely would say I would say Louisville's up there too. Yeah. But, um, and you know, growing up, I mean, high school, and you know, you played in the competitive circuit, so you're used to travel. But how how do you have to get used to travel at the college level, and how does that kind of affect your your schedule? Because, like you said, you you have to go to class, you have to do all these different things. Oh yeah, it's it's definitely different. We uh. We leave, so if we have a game on Wednesday, we would leave on, wait, yeah, we would leave Tuesday. We would leave, like, around, like, 11 on Tuesday, and then we'd get there that night, practice that night after practicing in the morning, and then we'd have our game, like, Wednesday. This is for, like, non-conference day. Uh-huh. And then we wouldn't get home until, like, 2 a.m., and then you got 8 a.m. on Thursday. So, I mean, the, the travel is definitely difficult, but with, like, our academic advisors and our coaches that like really care about us. We, it, it comes with ease. And the professors are actually really uh, understand, like they understand. So, I looked at. I think I looked at the stats. So correct me if I'm wrong, but average just over 11 points this year. Is that right? Yeah. To say to say you're doing that at the Division One level in your sophomore season. I mean, how happy are you with that? Like that's something to be proud of. I think. Oh yeah, I was I was really happy with this year. Coming from, like, last year, I mean, I didn't score a ton. I knew my role and stuff. But this year, it was just, like, a felt like a big turn in, like, how I played and, like, how I was, like, getting the rack or, like, pulling up and, like, finding other shots in three, which is good. Like you said, you, you kind of have to know your role and understand, you know, where you fit and things. And like you said, when you deal with, you know, different teammates, uh, different thing, di- injuries and stuff like that, you obviously those things change. Um, but was there a point this season where – you know, the scoring kind of slowed down for you and you kind of, you know, saw the floor a little bit easier? Um, like, what do you mean by that? Like, you kind of understood, you, you know, maybe you understood where you're going to get your points from instead of just like, oh, you know, if I get an open shot, I just have to chuck it. Like, this is this is my opportunity, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, definitely. So, like, we run pretty, pretty good plays and, I mean, we do a lot of ball screens and so being able to come off those ball screens, like, it's just, you can pull up off of them. You can get to the rack. And then, like, we ended up doing, like, some flare screens that we were able to get some open threes on. But, I mean, as the year went on, it obviously, like, 
I wouldn't say I opened up because you have, like, people scouting you, and so they're going to know what you're going to do. Right. And so the defensive, like, aspect was a lot more difficult to get shots up. So, I mean, I would say around, like, December, it was probably easier to score. But then, like, the end of the year, I'd say just figuring out different ways to score was what I was able to do. Right, because like you said, at the college level, I mean, just the speed and everything is obviously elevated. So like you said, the scouting, they're going to catch on. If, if you score 20 points in a game, you're going to be the focus the next few games. Oh, yeah, you're going to get you're gonna get uh, face guarded. You're going to get your jersey hold, held. Yeah. <laughs> um, if we were to go back now and have you do a shooting contest with uh, Justin and Jared, how much more would you win by? <laughs> don't don't tell them that. This is only going to help their ego. I know. <laughs> um, for you, um, leaving SHG, you and Emily and, you know, girls like Addison, I know those two are playing at the college level. Um, how much do you get to follow along with them and, and kind of what they did this year? Um, I didn't follow a lot, but I know they both had pretty decent seasons, but I wasn't able to catch a lot. How cool is it to see, um, you know, t- girls from your team – your class still playing at the college level when you know how hard that is to do. Oh, it's it's so cool to see, like, just to watch, like, how well, like, we're succeeding. Like, coming from SHG, it's awesome to see everyone, like, Addison and Emily, um, just play college ball. I mean, it's what we've dreamt about since we were, whatever, fourth grade, however long, so it's cool. SHG has won the Girls' City title four years in a row. Um, obviously, that speaks to the program, the coach, um, but how proud is it to make you, or how proud are you to kind of see that tradition continue? I was so proud. I, I had hoped to make it, but I wasn't able to this past year. But just to see it on like Instagram and stuff, it was so cool. I had to, I had to hype him up. What does that kind of say about Coach Klunick and what he's built there? Oh, he's a great coach. I mean, to keep like the city streak at four, that's, that's pretty hard to do, especially in this uh, in the CSA with Lanphier or Southeast Springfield. But... Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty cool. Did you get a chance to watch the SAG boys at all this year, and kind of what they what they've done the last two years? I did a little bit. I ended up going to the um, East St. Louis game. Yeah, I played at the convention center. That game was crazy. <laughs> that was probably the most. Uh, that was insane. Um, for them to win the state title two years ago, um, not only from SHG, but let alone from the CS8 and from the city. Uh, at the 3A level, I mean, I, I still don't think people understand where that's going to rank in history and, and how hard it is to do because, you know, it really doesn't happen that often. No, it doesn't. And considering SHG is considered a football school, it's it's pretty cool to see how well our basketball programs are doing. All right, so for you, you're done with your sophomore season. What's, what's the focus now? What do you kind of work on this summer before you kind of get back into the swing of things? my shot for sure um working on finding ways to score and transition and just using my pull up more in my mid-range it's really beneficial in the college level how much stronger have you gotten at the college level how much time do you put in the weight room now compared to what you did oh we go i mean shg we went probably two times a week three times a week but here like we have like set programs and so right now we're going Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And they're, they're heavy lifts. We're going like three sets of 20 on stuff. 
and I think so far I think it's been a, been really beneficial to me like strength wise just our program has been really good does that affect your shot at all when you get stronger like that oh uh, it I, yeah definitely I mean the college three is farther than the high school three so like you gotta work on that like upper body strength and um, I feel like the, what we do like in the weight room really like correlates with like shots because of like how much farther we can shoot. Um, we talked about it earlier and I can absolutely cut this if you don't want to answer this question, but are you staying at SAU? Is the transfer portal an option? No, I'm staying. Okay. I'm, I'm in here, yeah. I just wanted to make sure before I asked the next question because, you know, I didn't want you to be like, oh no, actually I'm leaving. No, <laughs> no that'd be funny. <laughs> um, so what are what are the goals for you and kind of the, the team and the program for the next two years now that you've kind of found your role and established yourself as you know a, a double digit scorer at that level um so hopefully we can get some good like girls coming in through the transfer portal we have four freshmen coming in uh we're looking to really build this program i mean we want to become a winning team i know last year wasn't the best year but hopefully i can just continue to score and just facilitate and get my team to score when we need to and yeah just win some games do you set a goal of, you know, making the NCAA tournament? Is that something that you could see happening if, if things fall your way? Oh, yeah, that's always the goal. I mean, I really think next year, if we can get a good core group, I think next year we can we can really make a run in our tournament, like the OVC tournament, and then hopefully make that whatever. Uh, more fan base would be cool. For, for you at SHG, and obviously you and Emily and Addison and all those girls had, had such a connection. You played with, together for so long. Um, how do you build that in college when, like you said, you, you really have to change and adapt that team chemistry every single year? You got to you gotta get in the gym with them. I mean, we, we play open gym a lot, but I think that's where it comes. Like, you just got to get in the gym with them and figure out, like, the different styles of play and to see how, like, you can mesh together to create a team. Where, like, it's difficult because you got girls coming in and out, but, I mean, you just got to work on it, I guess. I suppose I should ask this too. How is the academic side of things for you? What are you, what are you studying, and how is that going for you as well? It's going well. I'm a exercise science major on a pre med track right now, so I'm looking at either doing like med school after my four years or even like PT school. I haven't decided yet. And then it's been going really well. And then would that give you the option to play a fifth year as well? Uh, no. I wish, but no. Oh, that sucks. I know. You know, overseas, who knows? It might be in the works too. You never there know. you go. That would be fun. Yeah. Um, what What do you get to do outside of basketball and school? What's I know last year I came down to Edwardsville because I, I graduated from there a long time ago. Um, mm-hmm. And my sister-in-law graduated from um, a master's program there last year. And I went to the, the town and it's just, it's completely changed. It's so different and so, like, I mean, everything's awesome there. What do you kind of enjoy about that area and, and the school? Uh, the area, the area is so nice. I mean, you got tons of places to eat. Uh, my brother Nate actually lives like ten minutes from me, so oh, cool. I can go over there whenever. And then we're so close to St. Louis. We always go down there. Not always, but like sometimes we go down there. Um, but yeah, I mean, Edwardsville's a great, a great city, and I would definitely recommend it to people who are looking to live somewhere. <laughs> or some great transfers that are in the transfer portal, right? Yeah, definitely. You <laughs> Please. Um, what what do you allow yourself to do outside of school and basketball? What what entertains you? Um, 
I mean, obviously, watching Netflix, you got, always got to find time. Um, <laughs> hang, hanging out with friends. Uh, hanging out with, at the dog park with my uh, friend's dog. Just finding find stuff to do that like brings joy outside of like, basketball and school. Yeah, I'm sure that takes up plenty of time. Oh, yeah. And uh, I've taken up plenty of yours, so I appreciate it. Thank you for jumping on, and uh, best of luck next year. We, we will definitely be following along. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thanks to Sophie for her time and insight, wishing her nothing but the best. She's one of the great ones that I've had the pleasure of covering in my time at Channel 1450. Thank you all for listening. Please share it if you like the podcast. I will see you next week. <laughs>